Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. against the 
or initially approve a top secret plan called the Houston Plan to expand wiretapping, intercepting mail, and breaking into the homes and apartments of anti-war uh, activists. This was followed by Nixon's next war, the war on the news media, 17 wiretaps of reporters or White House aides, the creation of a unit called the Plumbers to track down the news leaks. They broke into the psychiatrist's office of Del Daniel Ellsberg, who had leaked the Pentagon papers to get dirt. get dirt on a political opponent. After that was Nixon's war against the Democrats. This was the Watergate burglary and the well-funded campaign of espionage and sabotage. Next was Nixon's war on justice. That is the Watergate cover-up. And finally conducted after resigning in 74 uh, a war on history trying to convince the world that Watergate was really insignificant. The day Nixon resigned, August 9, 1974, he gave a farewell address in the East Room of the White House. And uh, he stood there, he had no script, he was sweating. His wife, two daughters were standing uh, behind him, his two son-in-laws, and uh, he talked about his mother and his father, and it was kind of a, another one of the opening of what Henry, Henry Kissinger called the psychological iceberg. And Nixon said the following, it was an amazing moment here he had fought to be become president all his life, how he had to give it up, and he waved his hand, and he said the following, always remember, others may hate you, but those who hate you don't win unless you hate them, and then you destroy yourself. May what a, an amazing discovery that the hate was the poison that brought him down. Now, 49 years after Penn State, we have these great divisions in our society again. And we have a new president, Donald Trump, who exploits in public the divisions without restraint. The Trump rallies, if you've seen them on television or attended, are really the, it, it, it is also primal empathy for Trump to just sound on what comes into his mind at the moment. Some excerpts, quote, from Donald Trump. Not the crap out of him, would you? I promise you I will pay your legal fees. I'll beat the crap out of you. I'd like to punch him in the face. Maybe he should have been roughed up. Part of the problem is that no one wants to hurt each other anymore from the President 
of the United States. Trump also said, I don't know if I will do the fighting myself or whether other people will. The response to all of this by the President's press secretary, Sarah Sanders, quote, the President in no way, form, or fashion has ever promoted or encouraged violence. <laughs> this is the road to Watergate, and we have at this moment in history a president who has really launched the legitimization of hate. Now it's legit. It's okay to talk about punching people in the face and fighting. When I undertook the book on Trump Fear, Trump in the White House, I had a number of paths I could take, and I decided to focus on what he did as president, and I just want to give uh, one example. At um, <coughs> the National Security Council meeting, that was top secret. Uh, this is one year into the Trump presidency. President Trump is railing against all the money <coughs> the United States is spending on organizations, military uh, alliances like NATO. Said we are we are fools. <coughs> we are suckers. We we could be so rich if we weren't so stupid to spend this money goes on and on. And finally, then Secretary of Defense James Mattis, the retired four-star Marine general, can take no more of this. And he says to Trump, Mr. President, we are doing these things to avoid World War III. When I first heard that, I had a chill that pretty much, I think you can argue, and I think history shows, I know my reporting shows, that job one for a president of the United States is to prevent World War III. That he had to be told by his defense secretary that that's why we were doing is one of the most frightening examples of what I uh, call a governing crisis. And that's the crisis we have. And I think we can learn from the history of Nixon uh, and this, this shocking response to the killings here at Kent State. A minute when I heard that, and Nixon said, you know what I think? Kill a few. That's the way we're going uh, to deal with this. So there's, there's no ending to this story other than we better wake up to the fact that the era of the Vietnam War and 
Thank you, girl.